All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of We Can Fight Like Cats If We Have To. On one side of the ring, you still have the lovely Ms. Natasha. You have the wonderful Mr. Alon. And I am Sally. Um, so today we are having a intense conversation. Um, this all started on an off the air conversation where we were talking about the fact that we get told that we are racist and or generalizing against people when we talk about francophones and or white Canadians. Um, so Alon, you just, you had an intense conversation is my understanding with a few individuals who are from a similar background of yours. Yeah. I, I mean, um, it, and it, so it was, do you want to yeah, touch base a, a little bit on like what happened? Yeah, it was a little intense. It, it, it got intense. Um, but not super intense. But anyway, the, the whole gist of it was that um, I had made a, a comment or comments in regard to my perception um, that Francophones and Acadians do not have the backs of visible minorities and people of color here in New Brunswick, that they fend for themselves, they go after what they want, that they have, in my opinion, stepped on the backs of Abor the Aboriginal community and have not reached back to help them up. That, that's how I feel. Um, and, and this is over, you know, a span of me being here close to 20 years. So it's not like I'm just coming out of the blue and just saying, you know, this is what someone told me. And this is, you know, literally my perception is built on the fact of, of you know, having, you know, personal relationships within that community, um, business relationships, and, you know, trying to access government services, which primarily the staffing there is usually Francophone and Acadian. Very rarely do you get just a straight Anglophone and you rarely even see, you know, even a French speaking person of color in these government positions. It's all white French Acadian individuals. Um, I feel, and I've seen this, I've experienced hiring processes where, you know, I have been passed over or looked over because I did not parlay vu and because someone of lesser merit did um, I've seen in, in various government, you know, jobs and agencies and having just trying to access government services with individuals who are not good at their job, who are not capable of doing their job, but have this government job making 50, 60, $70,000 a year, simply because of a linguistic advantage. I'm not saying that if you're speaking a language, you should make a little bit more, but I think it's a bit ridiculous when even in call centers, you're making five, you know, three to $5 more than your Anglophone counterpart or your counterpart who is bilingual, but speaks two different languages than the official languages. Okay. So all that for me is it makes me feel that they do not have my back. Um, and, you know, I was told, you know what, well, you're generalizing. That's not right. Just because you've had, you know, wrong, bad experiences. You know, if people did that with, with black people, people of color, that's a generalization. If you put it in that context, yes, I do see that as a generalization. But again, this is not me saying I had one bad experience with one Francophone or Acadian person, and therefore I'm generalizing everybody. And again, I made it clear in this statement that on an individual level, I'm fine with, with anybody. As long as the energy is right, as long as we get along and have things in common, that's great and fantastic. But the leadership, if I'm looking at what the leadership of the Francophone Acadian community is saying, what they constantly say, what their mandate constantly is, is reinforced as being, I do not, as a visible person of color, feel that I can go to the Acadian or Francophone community and they will have my back. I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel they will. I've seen Anglophones and, and, and I've seen Francophones and, and, and Acadians 
you know, literally be, you know, very, very biased and very racist um, and, you know, deny employment, deny, you know, renting and housing, deny to sell just, you know, at yard sale, in any situation, deny to sell to people of color. Like I've seen this. I've heard them talk about immigrants and, and refugees that come here. You know what I mean? So I've heard their comments of what they feel about. I, I used to work with an individual. He was, he was, uh, he's Acadian, nice enough guy. We have friends in common. That's great. But I remember listening to a thing on CBC and they were talking about immigrants and he went off. Oh, how dare they? All I see is them wearing suits and they get all this money and blah, 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 blah. And I had to correct him and I had to check him and say, listen, like, first off, them wearing suits. First off, they're probably secondhand suits. And secondly, even if they're not, you choose to buy Jordans and camo. They choose to buy suits. That's a personal preference. That doesn't mean they're getting more than you. It doesn't mean they have advantages more than you. That means they choose to spend their money how they spend their money. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Uh. But that's the ignorance that I have seen personally purveying. And he's a younger cat. So he's not even an older, you know, ignorant French person. He's a younger guy. So yeah, I mean, it's not age based. Yeah. So, so that's where, so my experiences have led me to, to say what I said. Um, I still feel that what, what I feel is not wrong. Um, you know, but I, I also don't feel like I'm generalizing. I, 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 I do strongly feel that the Francophone and Anglophone, excuse me, Francophone and Acadian community, Anglophones are a different story. Francophones and Acadian communities, um, <laughs> they, 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 they are all about them, which is great. But at the same time, if you've used and have stepped on the backs of other minorities to get to where you are, and you are not reaching back to help them, i.e. the Aboriginal community. Um, that to me, I can't, I can't turn a blind eye to that. Um, that to me is just selfish. That is wrong. That's usury. Um, and the fact, you know, that, that, you know, yes, there may be poor Francophone communities and Acadian communities in New Brunswick. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that there are, but I damn sure if you did the, the, the statistics and took a survey, there are probably more down and destitute Aboriginal communities than there are French. And again, I have not seen any Francophone or Acadian leadership reach back and help, really help, not just lip service, not just throwing little, you know, festivals and little concerts and shit like that. I mean, really reach back and help the Aboriginal community and lift them up so they too have an equal footing and equal seat at the table, seeing that Acadians seem to like to admit that the Aboriginals did help them. So if that's the case... They need help and you need to be going back and helping them. And that's well, in this past week, we sat back and watched the indigenous population yeah. get financially ripped here in New Brunswick. And it yeah. came out that same week that the Madagascar First Nation initially lost its land because Acadians squatted on it and stole what, it. This like, is what I'm talking why, about. Why is it? No, like, why is there just like the presentation of, well, no, there was intermarriage between the Acadians and the indigenous. And no, there was, you know, we were nice. No, you weren't nice to them. You were using them as a commodity. You were using them like you use in, you know, any person of color that comes into this country, any immigrant that comes in, they're being used as a financial commodity. And you know what, for me, I really have nothing against generalization because I believe that in generalization, we can have a mutual understanding when we communicate with each other. For example, I understand understand generally that if someone is a conservative Muslim and they are a man, they might not want to shake my hand. And that is okay. And I will respectfully not give out my hand 
And if they reach out first, that is great. But a generalization is not always something bad. And even if it's a negative generalization, listen, Acadian people and their children almost killed me over and over and over and over again in childhood. This generalization is possibly why I am still alive today. It is why I survived a, a, multiple murder attempts, seriously. Mm. So, so, and, and cover-ups of the murder attempts. So yeah. why is it that generalizations are so bad? If we don't like the generalized facts that exist and we don't want it to be the general norm, then let's change our cultural behavior. I As opposed that. to pointing like, you know what? If someone is coming from a country and we're saying that country is male chauvinistic, well, guess what? That country probably is male chauvinistic. And you know what? We have to educate those men. And if those men are going to come here and integrate and, and function respectfully within our allegedly gender equal population, which we're still not gender equal, um, they're going to have to adjust the way they're thinking. So why is it any different for Acadians that don't want to conform and Caucasians in general. Why is it that they just don't want to conform to the new reality? We are not a colonial land anymore. We are not a white dominated earth anymore. We are an international population melting pot in the most international large scale sense. And this is everywhere in the world, not just here. And anywhere where things are still ghettoized, it is because of the damage of white people. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not that's because of religious extremism, but the majority is because of the you know the colonial that's effects colonial historically. And yeah. so, like this whole argument that like we should not be generalizing, we should not be generalizing, we're also being racist. No, we're not being racist. This is how yeah. we survived and got this far. This is how we are not starving ourselves in the corner and having our children die our children die of starvation. This is what is going on. And I you know what? There is nothing wrong with a generalization at this point because if that generalization is mandatory to be able to function with the person in front of you and just to you know get some sort of equity whether they give it to you or you take it that's a whole other ball game. And, and the honest truth is when Francophones speak about their minority status, their goal is not to be equitable. No, it's not. Their goal and, and, is for superiority. Their goal is for it. power. And when people of color talk about equity, we genuinely want equity for everyone, everybody. We want our children to hold hands and sing Kumbaya and have a, a love fest and just be happy. Why yeah. can't we do that? Yeah, no, that and that's another side of my argument is that, you know, if if you're not if you're going to get in that position, like I said before, and not reach back, I feel that that's a problem. I also feel that if you are a white minority. Yeah. Are you really a minority? Right. Like we're not fighting the same fight at the end of the day. No, we're not. Right. Because at the end of the day, you can still live in those white high end neighborhoods. You still are going to get preferential treatment when you go for, you know, medical services, when you yeah. do go to the store, when you do call law enforcement for an issue. Yeah. You are going to get that preferential treatment right off the cuff Yeah, where I am not. So we're fighting a different fight. So, you know, for Frank of us to be like, yeah, we're a minority because of demographics and because of analytics yeah. and population. That to me is a little bit of a weak statement to use the term minority. Yeah. Because you're not a minority, you still are in the white majority and in the power white power structure that exists, right? And you've, you know, because of your white skin, you've been able to get into positions of power. Yes, you may have had to fight and lobby and band together, but at the end of the day, to get the service white, in your language, 
Right. Yeah. Not and, even to get the right, just to get the yeah. service in your language. To get right. the and, service in your language, exactly. And, and the whole thing of, I, and you know, I've, all, I've been saying this for, for a while and people look at me funny, but by, the word bilingual, just in case anyone wants to know, does not just mean that you speak English and French. I'm sorry, bilingual mm-hmm. means you speak more than one language. There are hundreds, if not thousands of languages on this planet. So therefore, bilingualism here. That that's where it gets me. Where it's like the French are fighting for bilingual equality. Okay, well no, that that's the case, and you want immigrants to come to New Brunswick. That means you need to do like they do in New York and bigger cities. They cater to all of the languages because then that makes you truly bilingual. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Period. You can't say I want immigrants to come from other countries to fatten our population. And to make our population younger and to have families settle, but then you want them to, you know, ad- adhere to uh, bilingual restriction. <laughs> but I speak five languages coming from my country. Oh, well, that's not bilingual <laughs> for us. Yeah. Bilingual for us is only these two languages. And that's it. That to me is kind of where I lose that argument um, and where I get lost in that argument. And, and I just feel that, again, even though you are maybe a demographic minority, if on the surface and your skin tone still gives you that white privilege. I, I, and I white can't, arrogance. Yeah, I, exactly. I can't yeah. take that. I can't give you the same energy that I'm going to give another visible minority group exactly. because I see their daily struggle. I can relate and I can definitely feel where they're coming from. If you've got white skin and straight hair and you're going about your life with no worries and the only thing you got to worry about is whether or not you have a slight accent, I'm not saying your fight isn't real. I'm saying we're not fighting the same fight is what I'm saying. Not at all. No. The pandemic started in March. In October, like after small businesses had a freaking beating, okay, at this point. In October, I log into our business internet, email address, sorry, and find this, there is really no other term to describe this woman other than the stupid, arrogant, asshole sent us this email saying i just spent 45 minutes on your website and i have yet to find the french version wow wow listen asshole we're a small (laughs) business we're getting our ass beat already bitch second off (laughs) second off forget the pandemic do you want to volunteer your time for a small business to translate over 900 pages on a website into French to your standards so you don't correct it? Third off, mofo, I speak three languages and a half, including yours. Which of mine do you speak? Well, like, that's just really, it. and that's the really, arrogance. and that's the are arrogance. you, you arrogant piece of garbage. It's arrogant. Yeah. But that's the arrogance of the young, but that's the thing. Like, and you yeah. know, my discussion yesterday was like, well, that's the older generation. I don't no. feel it is. I feel it's the no. younger generation as well. Nope. Where, you know, mm-hmm. you come into a situation yep. where you have seen, you know, your parents or your relatives being arrogant and indignant. You have followed suit and you know what you're taught. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay for you to be ignorant, indignant. It's yeah. okay for you to talk down to people. It's okay for you to be rude and loud and make demands that are, that are you know, unnecessary. Unreasonable. And, and, and unreasonable, exactly. When you clearly speak the other language. So if you clearly speak the other language, why are you going to rake this person over the coals? For what? Because you can? Because you feel you have a right? 
because no, you know no one's going to say shit about it. Like that's that to me is privilege. an abuse of power. Exactly. That's and that's white, white privilege. privilege. That's white privilege, white slavery, exactly. abuse. It's that is white entitlement. Privilege. It's white privilege. And it's just. Um, it's, Absolutely. None of us here can do that. None of us can go into that. a restaurant or to service New Brunswick and be like, Imagine. hey. You Bitch, have to go ahead. In Arabic. Why are you specifically talking? Egyptian Arabic? Exactly. I don't want. I don't understand Saudi. I don't understand classical. You need to speak to me in my Shiak version of Arabic. That's right. Imagine, and, like, no that's right. And imagine. demand and demand oh. that they get someone right now. Wow. No, and, but that happens. I've seen it happen. We've all seen it happen. That's what I'm talking about. That's the that's the difference. We're it's not the same fight. No, it's and, not. And, and, and I'm fine. No, it's that. not even a fight. It's a bully picking. It's not even a fight. A That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's not even a fight. They're making up a fight at this point because they have achieved. They have achieved equality. They've they gone have. beyond equality. They no, have beyond equality. Yeah. They have they forced English businesses preference. to have French language right. first in some of their brochures. Yeah, they have preference when it comes to government jobs, because the level, we all know this, the level of French required is significantly harder to achieve the than level the level of English required. Yes, and is. the Francophone so, community doesn't have to achieve that level of French is what blows my mind. Don't have to, exactly. Not in French, so, not in English. Oh, no. English. And so no, this is clearly, this is clearly that they've gone beyond equality. And I've, to this day, never seen a minority who acts this way? This is this is really uh, it's just unprecedented. Really, it's like New Brunswick. Just I just there's just weird stuff happening all the time, and this is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And this and all of this minority who has the white privilege card, which and they use it to the hilt, and at the same time they're saying we're a minority, yeah. and it's just like you were saying a lot. Like I've met so many nice uh, Acadian women. Um, you know, and who are really are personally helpful in yes. their personal capacity to immigrants. But when it comes to the leadership and their messaging, yes. and they are so crazy unreasonable, mm -hmm. and it's just like, how are you even competing? How are and you? And that's even that's competing? exactly it. How One of my you? most educated, brilliant, best friends is Acadian, and when I told her about the dumb shithead who wrote us the email she was mortified yeah her I mean, eyes rolled to the back of her head she snorted an educated woman rolled her eyes to the back of her head snorted and said oh god not this again and she is an acadian it is not the general acadian population that i have a problem with it is the leaders and their minions and their advocates Exactly. I agree. Yeah, and yes, yes. And those who want to follow suit with that arrogant attitude of just saying, of just feeling that they are the most oppressed group here and that wow. they deserve all the resources and all, all of the attention. And that is not the case. That is not the case. And, and quite frankly, I say to all of the, you know, Acadians and Francophones who don't feel that way and are not that, that, that type of per people, up, you guys need to, to speak up more and demand better leadership and better representation because yeah. the individuals who are in office and taking power right now and talking for your community are putting they're out this bad. image and are putting no, out this message. Yeah, exactly. exactly, they're making it look bad, exactly. And so that is not how and the general population feels. Harm. That's the, that's what, that's my point. That's they're my doing point. harm, like when, when uh, the, uh, Chris, Chris, what is his name from the Alliance in New Brunswick? 
What's Austin, his name, Natasha? Chris Austin, what? Chris, Chris Austin, Austin brings up to Dominic Cardi. Oh my God. Huge yes. thousands of difference in dollars yes. that Double. goes into Francophone school students and schools Double versus the, the Anglophone. Yes. And Cardi completely deflected like the, the... No, no, he lost his temper and started screaming. The minion said, bitch that he is. And oh my God. You don't even, you don't even need he to look at the numbers. It. Drive past two it. schools that are the same right. age That's and right. look it's at the, the difference. difference between the parks. Look at the difference between the maintenance. Look Absolutely. at the difference between the money invested into right. the establishment That's in a right. French system versus the money. There's an, a huge inequity even here in Moncton, New Brunswick. I don't know what it's like in Fredericton, but no, in Moncton, no, it's, it's bad. They're the same thing. It's, it's like the amount of money which has been invested. It's clearly visible. And I would really like to know that if you cannot bring up in parliament, you know, in, in the legislature, the numbers, the hard numbers that show that they are spending twice, <laughs> twice as much, which is shocking on um, per student. Uh, and that's the difference between the Anglophone and Francophone sector. If you are spending twice that much, that is shocking. And that means that you are deliberately giving uh, downgraded education to students in the Anglophone system. This is something that should be discussed. And the fact that Cardi starts screaming about how Austin is being divisive, that was, I was just, I just completely uh, at this point said, this is just garbage. You cannot call well, it this is. Uh, you cannot call this a decent place for debate if you cannot even debate facts. He never Actual could debate. Facts. Dominic Cardi could never debate. He's always been a combination of Beavis and Butthead, way no, but too hyped up on whatever he, drugs he's on. Like, I really don't know what he does. He doesn't uh, do his job, but uh, he definitely like milked the cow of divisiveness of linguistics. He, and whatever. I don't know what I don't know what he's thinking because I he goes from subject to subject and I have no idea. For example, I don't know why as the minister for education, he was obsessed with vaccines. So I don't know. I think he brings his personal views into a lot of things. And that's really up to his party that they should be regulating him and telling him to do his job. But this is not divisive. Divisive does not mean there is a clear discrimination between how much money you're spending on each children in two different um, linguistic, whatever, um, what's it called, districts. Um, mm -hmm. And this is very serious. And it and should what is be, the money spent on? be addressed. Holy cow, because I'm pretty sure that the Anglophone community of graduates still has a higher population percentage that goes into university, graduates, and goes on to have good careers. Well, not to mention if that the majority, I am not mistaken. Not that, to mention the their higher literacy rate. Yeah, and and that immigrants that come here are going to learn. Honestly, or are you going to learn English? That's worldwide and international. Or are you going to learn yeah. French, which you can only use in certain. You know what I mean? Like it, it honestly, if you're if you're coming here and you're immigrating, you want your children to learn English. Right, because that's a more universal think, international language. So, the lack of funds is affecting the immigrant community and the refugee community as well. No, but I think this is—that's where they are. Sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I was saying this affects the politics is involved here. Right, there's a very big political involvement because it's not just Acadian leadership on its own. It's the fact that they are heavily backed by the Liberal Party, and they're doing everything they can to shore up the linguistic population because they were selectively going to French-speaking countries and bringing in 
French speaking immigrants. So they're, they're trying to boost the numbers. And I get that every political party does that. But in New Brunswick, it's very political. It's very, um, it's absolutely, it's about um, a whole political uh, agenda. And it's very clear, but you're damaging people's opportunities by doing that. And you're being blatantly unfair. And getting back to what you guys started with, with um, people telling us we shouldn't be making generalizations, um, not just about this issue, but generally, I think people have no business telling uh, oppressed people, which we are, that we should not be making generalizations when we are constantly dealing with discrimination. If I'm dealing with discrimination from a demographic and I bring that up, that's tone policing, first of all. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know was a word uh, until I heard this um, African studies professor bring it up. And, you know, it, she opened like my my world just opened up because I realized, oh, that's what I've been dealing with all this time. <laughs> and told, OK, so this is a form of tone policing. Yes, absolutely. If you have experience after experience after experience and it's not just you, then you have a right to bring that up. It, you can't say 100 percent or it's a fact, but you can say by and large. This is what is affecting people and it, it affects me and we have every right to say it. And it's, um, it's, it's, it, it seeps into everything. Like, I think this is a bit off topic, but the Supreme Court ruling, uh, Sally, that you brought up um, about how you have to be bilingual to be a to Supreme Court justice now. Okay. I'm not to sure if it's officially gone through, but yeah. Um, exactly. So these are all, that's outside New Brunswick, but I think this whole insistence on being able to speak English and French at this extremely high fluency level. Not English, uh, just which, French. Oh, just French, French has to be really just fluent. French. English yeah. does not have to be fluent. Exactly. I think this is, this is uh, I think there is a racist core to this law because who are you really pushing out when you do that besides English? It's not even about pushing, it's still an attempt to colon, to be a, yeah. to colonize it's still yeah. an attempt to colonize yes it is absolutely you're still a colonial asshole like you still are <laughs> let's be serious here like i'm sorry you got changed. you know deported in 1755 and you lost yeah. okay a war and your people were meant to suffer again because and first you were suffering when you were thrown out of france many of you but second you were thrown out of canada by a bunch of english people who won a war but this listen this is not oppressor versus oppressor anymore we we've had enough of this i do, i'm sick and tired of this oppressor and here's the thing if we were doing something to improve humankind to evolve humanity it would be one thing but in my experience growing up within having my father thoroughly employed with the main education organization for for um uh, what's it called like the my father worked for the Université de Moncton, the main Acadian university in all of Canada. They will self-destruct over the bilingualism thing before they will do something that will help the evolution and progress of their own damn university. Like they have shut down departments because of their own ignorance and stubbornness and desire for someone who is less educated but is bilingual mm -hmm. Versus someone who is, or sorry, less educated and Acadian, not bilingual. Yes. Very specific point. here. Less educated, has a master's, maybe is in the process of working on their master's. Oh, let's hire them as a professor. 
yet you have full professors applying for this job who do speak French, but happen to come from a separate part of the country or another country altogether. Well, that's racism too, really. It's, it's racism too, like a or huge, tribalism. like they are willing to destroy. It's almost like yeah. inbreeding. Like yeah, you are willing to destroy your own genetic pool Yes. By just shoving the same content in over and over and over till you purify the disease, which is your hatred so much Mm -hmm. that you've literally caused the shutdown of departments in your own education system. And it's such a shame because Acadian history can be very rich. Acadian culture can be very rich, very beautiful, very creative, very artistic, very colorful but its own segregation of itself has completely deteriorated its own evolution and pros- potential for prosperity. I agree with that. That, that uh, That's actually well said because I, I, I feel that they're stuck in this, this, this gerbil wheel. Like it's always the same issues in the same context and the same, you know, there, there's no real progression. And I don't know why that is, but at the same time, I just feel that, uh, you know, just back to, to the main point is that the, the, the whole minority tag, I think, is is overused. Mm-hmm. I think it, it degrades visible minorities in what their fight is and what they're what mm-hmm. they're going through on a regular basis, um, because we are not fighting the same fight. No, We're just no. not where we, we can't turn on and off our ethnicity. Right. You as a as a Francophone or Acadian, you can turn that shit off. You can learn English. You can turn you can not say anything. Yeah, and no yeah. one's going to think any wiser, right? You could turn that on and off. You get to jump on back and forth over that fence of being mm-hmm. a white person with privilege and then being a minority who's, you know, who's, who's experiencing bias and mm-hmm. discrimination. You get to jump oh, back and forth over that fence. Mm-hmm. Visible minorities and people of color, Im- you know, I- immigrants, refugees do not have that luxury. No. That is the distinct hardcore difference between the two. And so when you're like, oh, we're minorities, we're my, ah, I'm just saying for me, for me, it's, it's a hard sell. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I think we've made it clear at an individual level, Acadians are great people. No problem. Any human being that I vibe with, I'm good with. It's the general, it's the leadership. It's the, it's the message that's being put out there by your leadership. It's, it's the way that the government moves when it comes to dealing with your communities and how it, you know, neglects other communities that's where the problem lies. And, and again, if you generally, as Acadians, as Francophones, do not agree with that message, that needs to change. You can't keep going back and forth and being like, oh, I don't agree with the message, but I'm going to continue to take the privileges that, that, that this gives us. It doesn't work that way. Either you want to be considered a minority and, and you, you, you want us to see you for the good people that you are, or you're going to sit back and just continue to take the favors that come your way because the way your leadership behaves, but your leadership is creating a divide is what I'm trying to say. Because again, that's right. Because like the said, we see the differences in, in, in financial distribution. We're seeing this, we're seeing an experience. We're seeing, that's what I was about to say. We're seeing the lack of job equity there. We're seeing these things. And yes, you are benefiting from this. But you got to question how you like how do you get there, and how did this happen, and what and what did have to be sacrificed for you to get there, and for you to have friction with other minority groups, 
just for a little bit of privilege is not worth it, right? You, you know, you like your your image. You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Your image and your character is what matters. And so, if your leadership's not speaking for you and not behaving in a way that is of a good moral fiber and character, you need to change it to represent what your community actually is, which is supposedly caring and loving and accepting of all. And that uh, that's that's how I that's that's how I feel. <laughs> I think that. Um... I don't know. I'm just very cynical after a long time. <laughs> oh, no, I feel you. I feel you. I'm very cynical. And I'm thinking, you know what? Um, sometimes you have people who start movements, okay? And you have people who start movements. And uh, there's always like um, double motive behind the movement. And have, having seen how um, Acadians dominate and francophones dominate the, the news cycles and dominate the press and all that. Well, that is because of their uh, European privilege. I'm going to call it European privilege because a lot of other people, yeah. like, for example, like Arabs are white. Um, they're pretty much as white. I'm not white as enough. As I was asked last weekend and the weekend before where I'm from. Well, your hair color, I mean, your hair texture is wrong, right? It's just not, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> it has to be, you know, as, as my daughters described it, because they were like, uh, we, you have to have that straight, silky hair. And, you know, it's just like, it's like, really? You know, it's, it's, they learn, they learn that at that age. Like they were talking about this at six or seven. So it's just um, European uh, privilege, you know, they have that. And I'm thinking that, um, Somebody has to know that if you have francophones dominating the conversation or Acadians, francophones slash Acadians dominating the conversation consistently in legislature, in media, every single space about how their rights are being violated because they're not getting service in their language. And this is all anybody talks about, then guess what? Nobody is even touching the daily human rights violations and discrimination that people of color and ethnic and cultural and immigrants deal with. Nobody's even talking about that because this, all this focus is going to this very white, you know, privileged minority who was oppressed a long time ago, but is but power now. certainly not oppressed now and I'm why are we still talking about this to the point that um when we you know I was in various immigrants um uh what you call it support uh initiatives and each time we were told you can't do this um without uh doing this bilingually and at this point we're just thinking where are we going to get the resources to do that and so you can't hold events if they're not bilingual and you can't uh you can't even bring up uh, the bilingual issue, you can't bring up duality. And honestly, the way that this topic is just off the table, uh, apparently Dominic Cardi starts screaming uh, at Chris Austin for bringing it up, which could, you know, props to him for being the only one with the guts to do that. Yeah, but no um, it's, it's uh, because he had to know that he was going to be called a racist and all of this other stuff. Um, but given that this, um, this, the way this is approached in New Brunswick, it's like a religion. This is the kind of um, attitude, this, this aggression, this defensiveness, this you cannot talk about this anywhere. This is like a religious cult. Extremism. How I've seen extremists address 
religious issues in other countries. And if you're going to be approaching this, I always get very scared when I see any movement that immediately shuts down discussion because I know where that's going, you know, and you have to be able to have civilized discussions about facts. If you are not having civilized discussions about facts, then you are not civilized. It's that simple. Yep. Stop calling yourselves civilized when you're shutting down discussions. Yep. Because you're not being civilized. And whether it's Acadians or whether it's, I've seen this, this sort of thing over COVID-19, people calling each other uh, all kinds of things. You have to be able to have civilized discussions and hear all sides. You have to, because yep. then you're not civilized. So please get off this high horse of thinking that you're super civilized when you shut down discussions all the time because they don't work for your narrative. It's, um, it's beyond, like, it's, it's literally just basic human rights at this point. Like, there are people who are being violated and taken advantage of and they having mean. their basic human rights stolen. And yet we are here trying to get a leg ahead it is not the same fight it never was the same fight it never will be the same fight actually no i'm going to take no, that we need to at one point it was the same fight when you're oppressed and you're not even allowed to use your own cultural identity at one point this was the case as a francophone in new brunswick maybe in the 1700s yeah that's what i mean but now for at least 200 years you have not your identity has not been a threat to your own existence. And in fact, there has been like, I hate it when people bring black on black, you yeah. know, violence and saying, yeah. we're not being racist. There's black, you know what? There's a lot yeah. of Acadian on Acadian violence. Yes. There's liberals historically who have caused physical, permanent, irreversible damage to conservative Francophones that I know of personally. Um, you know, so no, this is not, Let's stop saying that we are, you know, a wonderful people who are 100% peaceful. Nobody is 100% peaceful. There's no Arabs that are 100% peaceful. There's no British that are 100% peaceful. There are no Guineans that are 100 And that's a country in Africa for those of you listening, because Africa is not a country. Um, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but please, like, if anybody can please instill it that we learn a few more countries other than Europe and in in North America, it would be much appreciated. Um, and like, there is, there's no such thing as a perfect race. And, and let's stop pretending that you are entitled to your supremacy because you are allegedly perfect in your behavior no. and in your heart. No. You are not, you have an agenda, <laughs> you are lying and people of color can see right through it. And we are yeah. sick of it. And many of us are afraid to talk, but the three of us, we're willing yes. to risk it all and just yes. say it flat out. Like, Truth be told, I know the forces that I'm going up against mm. and I'm not afraid because you know what? At the end of the day, I will sell myself out for the cost of the greater good, for the benefit, I mean, of the greater good. My cost for the benefit of the greater good of my peers, of my children, of all children live through equality. That is what I care about. I don't want to step ahead. I don't want a better paying job. I, I want my children to live beside other children and identify every beautiful difference between them. I never want to hear this sentence saying, I don't see color. 
you should see color. You should see every single color and detail and customize the way you are to service the person in front of you so that you can connect on a humanitarian, personal level, whether it be language, whether it be cultural handshakes or cultural dances or cultural tones of voice or whatever body language. I don't care. You cannot say that your linguistic capacity and selection entitles you to your supremacy because that is what you are saying when you are saying you are a victim of oppression only to get yourself ahead. I'm going to bring it over to closing points. Alon, I mean, this, this was this I can't, I can only, I can, I can see myself in your shoes and the way you felt. And, and you know what, kudos to you for standing up your ground. And as a survivor of, you know, as someone who had to generalize to literally not get killed, I'm proud that you generalize because at one point we have to generalize, not just for our own safety, but for the love of other people. So kudos Mm -hmm. to you for doing that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Cause I, I was having a, a personal uh, dilemma. Um, but, but I, I appreciate, I appreciate the support. I do. I think if you do it in good heart, I mean, again, our, our goal is not to be malicious. Our goal is not to take the Acadians and send them back into the deportation. That is oh, not no, our goal. No, no, that's no, not, dear no. God. No, <laughs> that is not our goal. That is not our goal. No, but that's, it's not even our goal was... for you to lose your jobs. It's not even our goal for you to use your financial stability. It's not even our goal for you to lose the grants and gifts that you already receive. It is our goal for humanity to be on an evil level, for everyone to have that opportunity, that stability, that guarantee of hope. Not even the guarantee My... of anything but hope. What I would like is for them to stop talking about themselves for five minutes. I would really like for them to stop dominating the conversation and stop being, you know, the classic, what's it called? Uh, You know, we have this term white feminists for, uh, you know, they'll dominate the conversation and and talk about themselves and completely ignore the fact that other women are, are, have it worse. I would say that they need to stop doing the same thing and stop talking about themselves now. This is not 1755. They have come a long way. And you want to talk about people who are being asked to disown their their culture. I think we have a much more recent example with residential schools, which were only ended 20 years ago. That is your recent example of people whose culture was forcibly and physically taken from them. So why are you dominating the conversation? And, um, you know, if you want to talk about uh, other uh, minorities, the ones who are given seats at these privileged tables are the ones who say, I disown my culture. I want to be just like you. Please tell me how I can, you know, erase everything about myself that makes me in any way unique and be just like you. And uh, those are the people who are invited. Those are the people who are respected. And as far as, you know, having your culture, what's it called, uh, disrespected, um, as a person who is, who is of Muslim background, I'm not at all orthodox. But I, every time I complained about hate crimes or discrimination, which I still deal with, uh, I was told, well, you know what, you're not like, this doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, that important to you. I mean, you're not orthodox. Why don't you just come out and say that you don't practice? Why don't you publicly say it? I was like, are you freaking serious? Are you seriously telling me to do that? Yes, because then you don't have to worry about hate crimes. 
So we're not going to do Actually anything. Actually very inaccurate, but yes. Yeah, no, but this is what I was told. And not by one person. I was repeatedly oh, I believe told it. by people. Why don't you just come out and just say that you are not practicing? So many other people do that. See, they don't have to deal with hate crimes. Um, really? So this absolutely, you are told to erase every part of you that is not, a, uh, what you call it, palatable, palatable or, or acceptable to, to this, this dominant majority, which is uh, whether you're Francophone or you're Anglophone, you are European in origin. Yeah. And, you, and your languages and your culture is the only one that matters. We teach German and Spanish in high yeah, school exactly. as an extra option. That's still a European language. They should be teaching Chinese. If you want to talk about languages that are going to be global, they should be teaching Hindi or Urdu. These are, these are languages that billions of people speak. They are going to be needed in a global world, unless they don't have a plan for a global world. I, world, I don't know they what don't. the plan is, but uh, they need to be realistic. There's no way you can shut it down at this point. Um, so I think that this is, this is, um, this is exhausting. I'm, and I really am asking people, like, <sighs> please, please stop making everything about yourself. Please do the decent thing and stop talking and let other people have a modicum of, you know, what you have been having for such a long time. If you don't, you know, you're still insecure about the fact that Anglophones are 70% and you're 30%. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, maybe Sally, you can say something to that. Well, Alon, last two minutes. I'll let you take her away, and then I'll close it off. Uh no. Just uh, thank you, ladies, for making the time. Appreciate that. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, I, I think I just feel, I feel vindicated, which is nice. <laughs> so I really, I really appreciate you, you ladies, for, uh, for, for your support and your, uh, your common thinking. It's nice. I think that. Um, I think it's really important to recognize that we're not even asking the Acadian population to step down so that we can take power. Um, and I think that is the fear um, that Acadian leaders have because that is their agenda. Um, and our agenda is different. Not power. Um, we don't want power. We just want equality. We want love. We want opportunity. We want to live our lives, li live and let live. And, um, and I honestly, I think that generalization, it, you know what? We always err on the side of caution. You do mathematical calculations when you're driving every day so that you don't swerve off the road. Well, a cultural generalization to me is an attempt to not hurt someone unintentionally or to protect myself from being hurt. Um, and I, as long as it is not weaponized into discrimination of hate, that is when you cross the line. It's been an incredible uh, fun time fighting in the ring with you guys again today. Um, to everybody listening to us, you can reach us on our page on Facebook. You can We can fight like cats if we have to, New Brunswick. Um, our email is WCFLCNB um, at gmail.com. If you want to send us a story, if you want to tell us about something um, that you have experienced and want us to touch on the subject. Um, and you know what? Always looking forward to another day in the ring with you too. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Be kind to each other, support one another and stand up for each other. According 